Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 Amen And you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins let me explain as we go on so the bible is saying that god has quickened us who were dead in trespasses and in sins so it wasn't like there was life in us or it wasn't like we had access to god the bible says that we were completely dead in trespasses and in sins hallelujah when the bible is talking about trespasses a trespasser is something somebody that goes beyond the line and then a sinner is somebody that breaks the law okay so we were both tyrants and then <laughs> we were sinners but the bible says that god has quickened us again how was that possible? Verse 2. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of the world. In other words, we were living according to the standards of the world, pleasing the systems of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit now that now worked in the children of disobedience. So there was a spirit that was operating in us. This is the spirit that works in those who don't obey God, those who don't live for God, those who don't honor God. The Bible is saying that that was the spirit that was in us. There was a spirit that was controlling us. There was a spirit that was leading us. There was a spirit that has dominion over us. Let's go on. Verse 3. Among whom also we, were, we all had our conversation in time past. In the last of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath. Even as others. So the Bible is saying that. When we were dead in sins and trespasses, the devil was the one leading us. And because the devil was leading us, we were fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Whatever our flesh wanted, whatever came into our mind, that was what we did. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Now, what did God do? The Bible says that by God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us. So, here the Bible is trying to make us understand that we were dead in sin. We were corrupt. The spirit of the devil was the one living in us. And there was no way we could come close to God. But the Bible is saying that, but God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us. Now please, I want you to understand this. That God loved us when we were dead in trespasses and in sins. Understand that. We were dead. So it wasn't like, that is why when we try to behave as if righteousness is by works the bible says that it is not true because when we were dead in sins and in trespass when we could not help ourselves bible says that god who was rich in mercy for the love wherein he loved us so god loved us when we were dead you were not just in sin we were dead in the sin somebody shout amen so we were dead in the sins and then god loved us what happened when he showed us his love? Verse 5. Let's go. 
even when we were dead in sins, had he quickened us together with Christ. In other words, when Jesus died on the cross, and because the sins of the whole world was upon him, so he, he entered into hell. After everything was done and God was exalting Jesus, the Bible says that those who were dead in sins and trespasses, God lifted up together with Christ. Are you listening to what we are talking about? So, it is by the grace of God and the mercies of God that the work Jesus did and his exaltation. You see, Christianity is about the death, resurrection, and ascension. The death of the cross is what led to his resurrection coming out from the grave. And from his resurrection, he ascended. And in his ascension, we have his session. So we have the death, the resurrection, the ascension, and his session. The ascension is when Jesus Christ was taken up. His session is his ruling now by the right hand side of God. Now, Jesus Christ, or God didn't just make us to die with Jesus. The Bible says that we were dead with Jesus. He quickened us. In other words, we resurrected with Jesus and then we are in session with Jesus. What it means is that now we are, we are enjoying with Jesus. Somebody shout amen. amen. Oh, I said shout amen. amen. Tonight, briefly, I'll continue on the mercy of God. Preaching on the mercy of God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the Lord. The mercy of God. Understanding the mercies of God or the essence of the mercies of God. Number one. So what is the mercy? When we talk about mercy, what is the mercy of God? Number one. Mercy is forgiving the sinner and withholding the punishment that is justly deserved. Mercy is forgiving the sinner and withholding the punishment that is justly deserved. So, somebody has done something, you are supposed to receive a punishment, but mercy is when you decide in the face of the law to forgive the person that has committed that act. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2. Let's look at what the Bible said. In Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2. O Lord, I have heard thee, thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. And so when God is supposed to be angry, God remembers mercy. So when we are talking about mercy, please understand this. Because understanding of these things helps us to know the God that we are dealing with and God that we are working with say amen oh say amen, amen. oh I said shout amen. amen right so in wrath remember mercy so somebody has done something bad he's supposed to be penalized because of the wrath of God but then instead of wrath he shows mercy he forgives the person and does not punish the person with what is due him? Somebody shout amen. amen. Psalm 51 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 51 verse 1 and 2. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot away 
out my transgression. So when we are talking about the mercy of God, it is God covering your sins and your transgressions. Number two, what is the mercy of God? Mm. Mercy is an active manifestation of God's love towards mankind. Mercy is an active manifestation of God's love towards mankind. An active manifestation of God's love towards mankind. I will explain it as we go on. Number three, what is mercy? Mercy is when God's eternal love. Mercy is when God's eternal love reaches out to us. It is when God's eternal love reaches out to us in our desperate need and in our desperate situation. When the eternal love of God reaches out to us, when we need it most, when we are broken, when we are wretched, and his desperate love reaches to us, that is the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Now, quickly, let's look at some things that I want us to note down. Number one. Number one. The first thing that I want us to note is that mercy is the nature of God. Mercy is the nature of God. Or mercy is the essence of God. Mercy is the nature of God. You cannot have God without mercy. Mercy is the character of God. When we say that something is the essence of God, it's an indispensable part of the person's character. Something that cannot be done without. So you cannot take God and separate him from mercy. God is mercy. God is merciful. In other words, God is full of mercy. So the nature of God is mercy. Like all the other attributes of God, the mercy of God is unlimited. It is eternal. It is unlimited. It is eternal. It is infinite. Like all the other, when we say that God is omnipotent, which means that God is all-powerful, it is eternal. From now till eternity, God is going to be all-powerful. The mercy of God is also an attribute of God, which also defines its eternity, which is infinite, and then it is unlimited. In other words, the message of God can never run short. So, Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22 to 23, the Bible says that his messages are new every morning. So, the message of God, like the same way that the power of God is constant, it does not change. The message of God is constant, it does not change. They are new every morning. It is of the Lord's message that we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. His mercy towards us does not fail. What does, and he says that they are new every morning. And so the mercy of God is unlimited. The mercy of God is eternal. That is the nature of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Psalm 136 verse 1 all the way to verse 26. It, this is the same thing that starts from verse 1 to verse 26. Also talking about the fact that for his mercies endured forever. Verse 2. 
for his mercies endure forever. Verse 3, for his mercies endure forever. All the way to verse 26, talking about the mercies of God which endure it forever. So, the mercy of God is the nature of God which is eternal, which is unlimited. It does not run short and then which is um, infinite. Say amen. amen. Now, one thing that you have to understand is that God is not merciful sometimes. God is merciful all the time. God is merciful all the time. And then mercy is a part of the character of God. God is merciful all the time. Number two. The second thing that you want to note about the mercy of God is that mercy works with love. Mercy, the mercy of God works with the love of God. In the absence of mercy, in the absence of love, there cannot be mercy. If it is, if there is no love, there cannot be mercy. If somebody does not love you, he cannot be merciful unto you. So in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 5, we saw the fact that God, who was rich in mercy because of his great love, and so, in the absence of love, there cannot be mercy. When you are not loved by God, he will not be merciful unto you. It is out of the abundance of his love that he shows mercy. Because of his love. So, his love goes where his mercy is. And his mercy will always be present where his love is. If God loves you, his mercy will be seen in your life. Somebody shout amen. May you experience the mercies of God in the name of Jesus. If God loves you, his mercies will abound towards your life. So God, who was rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us. And so when God loves you, his mercies chases after you. May the mercy of the Lord chase after you in the name of Jesus. I said may the mercies of the Lord chase after you in the name of Jesus. And so his mercy was expressed in Exodus chapter 3 when he had to go and deliver the people of Israel from bondage to the promised land. He had to use a man called Moses to take them out of Egypt which is bondage into Israel, into the promised land which is a symbolism of heaven. They were dead being used by the enemy. God sent Moses in the form of Jesus to go and take them out of darkness into the land that God has promised unto them. What caused God to move was the burden of his love for the children of Israel. So the Bible says that I have heard their cry by reason of the attacks, but I have heard it. And it was because of the love of God that he came down to deliver them. In the same way, it was because of the love of God that he came down to save us. Because he could have decided not to and so wherever you see mercy there is love when your life is full of the mercies of God it is a sign that your life is full of the love of God somebody shout amen may you experience the mercies of God in the name of Jesus you remember what the Bible says for God so loved the world he came and showed mercy it was love that propelled his mercy it was love that propelled his mercy. So when you see somebody's life enjoying the mercies of God, you have to understand that person is signed out with the love of God. The love of God is manifesting in that person's life. Somebody shout amen. May we enjoy the mercies of God in the name of Jesus. 
Number three. The third thing I want you to note is that mercy works with grace. Mercy and grace are not the same thing. They just work together. So, mercy is not getting what you deserve. Not getting the punishment you deserve is mercy. Not getting the death you deserve is mercy. Not getting, losing the anointing you deserve is mercy. Not getting the blessings of God. I mean, that you are supposed to lose because of something you did wrong is the mercy of God. And so when we talk about mercy, it is not getting what you deserve. The punishment you deserve, you don't get it. But the grace of God actually is getting what you don't deserve. The mercy of God is getting what you don't you, you deserve. Not getting what you deserve. And the mercy of God is getting what you don't deserve. You don't deserve to be alive is the grace of God. You don't deserve to be anointed is the grace of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you don't deserve it, but you get it. It is the grace of God. Before there can ever be grace, there must be mercy. Because mercy is what paves the way for the grace of God. If God does not decide to overlook you and the things that you have done, you will never walk in the grace of God. So before Jesus Christ came and manifested the grace of God, he had to first manifest the mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. Oh, I said shout amen. So if anyone will walk in grace, he must first be shown mercy. Mercy is that you must be punished and you don't get it. Grace is that you don't deserve it, yet you get it. That is why when Jesus came and he died on the cross, he did not only take away our punishment, he gave us what we did not deserve. Quicking together with Christ in heavenly places. That somebody, some I mean, looking at our lives and where we are coming from, we don't deserve to get what we have. It is the grace of God because He showed us mercy. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. May your life be full of the mercy of God. The things that will happen in your life, many people will ask, why, why are you experiencing these things? But it will be because of the mercy of God. May the mercy of the Lord locate you and your household in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. It is the mercy of God. It is the mercy of God. So in other words, please understand this. Before grace can be given, there must be mercy. Mercy is the ladder upon which grace rides. Mercy is the ladder upon which grace will ride. Before there can be grace, there must be mercy. Before, there can, before you can get what you don't deserve, it means God has overlooked what you deserve. Because, before you can get what you don't deserve, it means God should overlook what you do, what you deserve. The punishment you deserve, he overlooks it in order to give you what you don't deserve. Somebody shout amen. The Bible says that if God was to count on righteousness, who will stand? So it is the mercy of God. And mercy works together with the grace of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and Psalm 85, 86 verse 7. Psalm 86 verse 7. So the Bible says, by grace ye are saved through faith. We don't deserve it. He has given it. We don't deserve it yet he has given it. The punishment we deserved, he overlooked it so that he will give us what we don't deserve. Somebody shout, Amen. So, number one, what we said is that 
mercy is the nature of God. Number two, mercy is works with the love, with love. Mercy works with love. Number three, mercy works with grace. Mercy works with grace. Number four, let's go on. Number four, these foundations are necessary if I will be able to preach my sermon. So get it before I preach. I listening to what I'm talking about. We are learning on the mercy of God. It's like Bible school. So get it. Say amen. amen. Number four. Mercy is the reason for creation. 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 Mercy is the reason why there was creation. Mercy is the reason for creation. Say amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, God, you see, when the Lord told me, ah, 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 God lived before he created man. One of the attributes of God is what we call the aseity of God, which is the self-existent God. When we say that God is self-existent, what it means is that he does not live because somebody caused him to be. He does not need anybody's help to exist. He does not need nothing in order for him to be God. Do you understand? Let me say it again. When we say that God is self-existing, this God that we are serving, what separates him from us is the fact that God exists in his own, in himself. He does not need anybody or anything to exist. Without any other thing in existence, he will still exist. Unlike us, we need oxygen, we need environment, we need a habitat. They said that uh, the, the basic necessity of life. You need it. Do you understand what I'm saying? God does not need anything in order to be God. So in other words, God could have existed without creating us. He will still be God. That is why he does not need you to worship him before he is God. He is God all by himself. That's what the song singer said. You are God from the beginning to the end. There is none like you. Do you understand what we are talking about? So, God is self-existence. He exists in his own. He does not need matter or anything to be God. He has everything within himself that he needs in himself in order to exist in himself. Without angels, he is still God. Without Adam and Eve, he is still God. Without candy, without you, he is still God. He doesn't need you to tell him he is God before he knows he is God. He is not like you. So for him to come out of himself and still say, I'm creating Adam and I'm creating Eve, it's just an act of mercy. You don't deserve for you to be created, but let me create you anyway. So in Psalm chapter 8, the Bible says, Who is man? That thou art mindful of. The devil did not understand why God will have special time for man. Because the devil didn't understand the mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Say amen. amen. It is self-existent. Do you understand? Do you know when the Bible says that in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. For God to have started before the beginning, it meant that he existed before beginning. And for God to have created the heaven and the earth, it meant that he exists outside of heaven and earth. 
What you say? I mean, can it be? The Bible says, in the beginning. You know, so there was nothing like, I mean, there was nothing like nothing. And then God came and said, We are going to start. In other words, now there can be something like day and night. Until he created day and night, there was nothing like day and night. He lived in, in, in eternity where there is no time. Do you understand this? So he came out of time and created time. And then the Bible said in the beginning he created heaven. That means that he had to be outside heaven in order to create heaven and put heaven down. And then be outside earth in order to create earth, to put earth down. Before God created heaven and earth, he existed. And so God does not necessarily live in heaven or live in earth. Before that, he existed. Do you understand what we are saying? Now, I want you to understand that for you to be born is an act of the mercy of God. If you have not been born, it won't change nothing. If you have not been born, he will still be God. If you have not been born, he will still be exalted. If you have not been born, he is still God all by himself. So for him to say that, let me bring you on earth for a period like this, even that is, an, is a sign of the mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Oh, I say shout amen. amen. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God. Let's sing it again. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place. Yes, this is place. who wrote this song is very spiritual explains the message of God he, he's got time and seasons in his hands the mercy of God will let you know that before we were even created he loved us 
before you were born that's what Jeremiah saw it changed his life say before I formed thee I knew you it is an expression of the love of God an expression of the mercy of God so when the devil is telling you another thing you refer him to the fact that he, I didn't have to be created I didn't have to come but he brought me here for a reason somebody shout amen he called for light out of darkness go to the next verse I like the next verse you don't need a man to be the God that you are that is what we are talking about the self-existing one do you know that if the angels stop worshipping God it won't change him if all the angels do kudita and they say they won't worship God again he is still God because his, his I can't say his godliness because he does not need in an, an outside thing to prove his, his, his God nature is in him do you understand so without angels worshipping him he is still God he exists in his own on his own by his own and in himself he is God I mean somebody who came and there was darkness and he looked at the darkness and called light out of the darkness the light that he called out of the darkness he just spoke and said light appear and light appeared he looked at the water after he had separated the earth from the water he looked at the water and he called the animals to appear out of the water fish crocodile appear <laughs> they just appear you know that is why the devil will keep coming after you he will keep coming after you because he does not understand why God thinks so much about you you see when you understand you see some, you, you see you, you can think that understanding the mercy of God will let you dishonor God but it is rather the understanding of the mercy of God that lets you love God Somebody shout amen. Oh, I said shout amen. So it is by the message of God that we have been created. So Psalm 8 verse 4, the Bible says that who is man that thou art mindful of him. He is God. He is God. So for him to decide, he was going to create Adam and create Eve was not going to add anything to himself I mean if you buy a car it is because the car will help you do you understand <laughs> if you are eating it's because the food will sustain you there is nothing God needs outside of himself in order to keep him alive as God before there was even life he existed he is more than life itself Somebody shout amen. So please understand that it was the mercy of God that caused us to be created. Let's go to the next number. Number five. Number five. The mercy of God or mercy was the reason for Jesus. Mercy was the reason for Jesus. 
So all these celebrations that we are having about the fact that Jesus came, the reason why he came was the mercy of God. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, and God was supposed to give them their punishment, instead of God punishing them, and even in the punishment, there was salvation in the punishment. Are you listening to what we are talking about? There was salvation in the punishment. So, he told the woman, you are going to struggle through birth and all that. Man, you have to till the earth before you eat and everything. Then he said, I will put enmity. I mean, even in his anger, he's bringing solution. So, in his anger, that you, I'll punish you. You, I'll, that, that, that I'll put enmity between you and the seed of the woman. You will bite his heel, but he will crush your head. That day was the salvation message. That was the reason for Jesus' coming. So it was out of the mercy of God, the abundance of mercy, that God sent Jesus. When Jesus, when God was supposed to punish man, destroy man, he brought solution. And that solution was Jesus. You see, many of us don't understand the mercy of God and so sometimes when God does things because of our human limitation mindset limitation we try to think that God is wrong that is why it has to be God to do the things he does somebody shout amen, amen. number six Number six. Mercy is a requirement for the fulfillment of destiny. You need mercy if you will fulfill destiny, the destiny of God upon your life. You need the mercy of God. If you will ever be able to fulfill the assignment of God that is upon your life, you need the mercy of God. Everybody listening to me, if you will fulfill destiny, you see, in our work with God, there are things that God has made available because of his foreknowledge. When we talk about the foreknowledge of God, it is God's ability to predict the end from the beginning. And the Bible says that he, he, he predicts the end from the beginning and the ancient from the things which are not yet. In other words, God, before you start, he has ended. And so God knows how things are going to be. Because of this foreknowledge, he has put certain things in place. That is why you see, to work with God, you must have an understanding of how he operates. That is why, when I was giving the definition of um, favor, if you remember, and I was giving the definition of faith and all those things, I remember I told you that it is, it is how God's system or God's economy operates. God knows that as much as he is creating man there are certain things that man would want to achieve that man in himself cannot achieve it in himself and so God in his wisdom put a system in place that when you want to get something 
that your own strength cannot give you. I have put a system called favor. And that thing called favor can make you get what you don't deserve. It is God's wisdom because of his foreknowledge. Another wisdom of God is the mercy of God. God knows that before for you to get to the fulfillment of your destiny, I can see because I have gone. I can see that there are certain times that you will fall. There are certain times that you will err. And because I don't want you to stand where you fall, and I don't want you to lie where you fall, I have put in place a system called the mercy of God. So that the day that you fall, you will call on the mercy of God, and that mercy of God will pick you up as if nothing has happened at all. Somebody shout amen. I said shout amen. It is the wisdom of God. So mercy is a sign of the wisdom of God is a manifestation of the wisdom of God If it is not for mercy David would have been lost forever How can a man Sleep with his neighbor's wife And kill the husband And God will still call the man and say I love him A system in God's government Called the mercy of God And so when you are a human being You sit back and you say that Why is God doing this to David Yet David understood that system Called the mercy of God So he ran back to God and said Father forgive me Take not thy Holy Spirit away from me And renew a right spirit What David was doing He was signing up For that system called the mercy of God When he's supposed to be punished The mercy of God says it is well I cover you Go and fulfill destiny Paul killing the church Killing people, destroying lives When he sees what he deserved Was death God by his great love Wherein he loved us And by his message covered Paul Cleansed him And put him on the path of destiny To fulfill the assignment of God Listen you cannot Fulfill the mandate of God upon your life Without the mercy of God May the Lord be merciful in your life In the name of Jesus May the Lord have mercy upon you In the name of Jesus May many people wonder How come God is blessing you And how come God is doing all these things in your life May it be because of the mercy of God In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Somebody shout amen The mercies of God Shout amen. amen. Oh, I said shout amen. amen. It takes the mercy of God to enjoy a second chance in life. Outside of the mercy of God, many lives would have ended. Many lives would have ended. Many lives would have ended. You know, Sandra was discussing with somebody, you know, Peter and James, Peter and Judas. We have all heard of Peter and Judas. See, when you analyze it well, Peter did very, something very wrong, even more than Judas. I mean, Judas said, I know where you can find him. Yes. Not that he went for money. He said, I know where you can find I can show you. And the people said that, I mean, in our culture, if you help us, we give you money. So take it. You even know that Judas didn't even take the money. He went to give the money back. Do you know that? But Peter, Jesus told Peter, 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 he told Peter, he said, Peter, the devil has sought to sift you like wheat. You, I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. He didn't pray for Judas. 
Jesus didn't pray for Judas. He prayed for Peter. Peter. The same temptation Jesus said. The same thing Jesus said he would do. Peter did it. And you know what Peter did? He said, me. I don't know him. That is, that is outright denial of the existence of Christ. Which is, which is equal to I mean, eternal distraction. That is it. You know, the only time that you cannot be saved again is when a man comes out to say that Jesus is not Lord. I don't know him. I don't believe him. That is why if, if any other people, they want to, you to renounce your faith, they want you to say that I don't believe in Jesus. He is not God. That is what Peter did. Judas didn't do that thing. Judas, Judas what Judas did was not wild as Peter. Yet, one of them, his destiny was cut short. Another one, because after Peter did it, he went and cried. Immediately, <laughs> book hooked into the mercy of God. God cleansed him, forgave him. He became a leader of the church. Uncle Judas was dead. One of them understood the mercy of God. Another one they didn't understand the mercy of God. The reason why many people cannot maintain their work with God is because they are working with God outside of his mercy. For God to have even chosen you to be born again, it is the mercy of God. Because you could have easily not been born again. That's what the Bible says. It's not by works. Least a man should both. You know, as for me, in my family, we, are all, we all become saved. It is not true. It is an act of the, for, for you to be at the right place to receive the word, for you to be convicted. Because understand, when the word of God is coming to you, you are dead. A dead person cannot hear. A dead person cannot feel. And so there is a debate in theology that how is God able to save people who are dead? And some people are saying that the word of God has the capacity to penetrate the heart of a dead person. And other people are saying, no, God has to bring you alive small, and then his word will come into you, then you receive it. Whether he brings you alive small or his word penetrates, it is an act of the mercy of God. Because you can be anywhere. As you see, you, you can be a malam something, you can be a, 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 a murderer somewhere, you can be a prostitute somewhere. But it is what we call the mercy of God. You don't even qualify for it. There is no amount of work you could have done to be saved. If it was not that God led you to the right place at the right time for a message to come to you and God himself touch your heart and say be saved. That is another topic for another day. It is the mercy of God. So if it is mercy that brought us in, it is mercy that will see us through. It is the mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Oh, shout amen. amen. I am not preaching this so that you sin. I'm preaching this so that you understand the love of God. The love of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. How come David is still called a man after God's own heart in the genealogy of Jesus. His name is mentioned. How come Peter, who denied Christ, still became the head of the church? How? Because outside of the mercy of God, you are likely not to fulfill your destiny.
outside of the mercy of God. If God does not show you mercy, you won't go far. You won't go far. That is why every day, thank God, Minister Frank, thank God for grace and mercy. When I understood that, it became part of my natural prayer. Thank you. Because listen, you see, when I'm standing here and I'm coming to preach, one day I realized that the, most, the only prayer I pray when I stand here is, Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you. If, if you have watched the prayer I pray, when I come and stand here, it's not now that I'm coming to pray, God will touch your heart. What, what I need here is the grace and the mercy of God. So that, you see, God begins to do something and you are sitting there. You don't understand. Why is God using this guy in that way? It is mercy. And it is grace. Somebody shout amen. amen. It is the mercy of God and it is the grace of God. Well, if you don't have mercy, if God does not show you mercy, you will not get anywhere. You will not get anywhere. You will not get anywhere. There are people, solo, that started on fire. The devil gave them one knock and they are down. Nowhere to be found. They have gone back into the world doing the things they used to do. But you are still here. What is happening? The mercy of God. It is the mercy of God. It is the mercy of God. You see, that's why the Bible says it is of his mercy that we are not consumed. One blow for the devil can consume your future forever. It can kill you forever. The mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. Oh, I said shout amen. Lift up and say the mercy of God. Come on, say it again. The mercies of God. Come on, say it again. The mercies of God. So it is his mercy. And we need his mercy to be able to fulfill our destiny, our assignment. Abrus, without his mercy, you will go nowhere. You will go nowhere. The arm of flesh will fail. It is of his mercy that we are not consumed. His compassion faileth not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Because of his faithfulness, he keeps his mercies even to a thousand generation. Because of the mercies of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Well, I say shout amen. amen. So when you saw somebody who used to be a drunkard and suddenly the person is preaching or singing for God. And you say, I know this guy. I know him. He's a criminal. What you don't understand is that he has plugged into the mercy of God. And it's the mercy of God that turns your life around. It is the mercy of God. It is the mercy of God. Can I tell you something? 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 You see, it, uh, when the mercy of God comes upon a man, when the mercy of God comes upon a man, only human beings remember his fault. God does not remember. God does not. I said God does not. He cannot. He cannot. Somebody shout amen. amen. Oh, I said shout amen. amen. So, she went to steal. When she's not supposed to steal. And then he was convicted. Somebody preached to him or something. Holy Spirit convicted him or something. And then said, Father, everything. And genuinely from her heart, she confessed. Then, the blood of Jesus cleansed. Do you know 
that. Please listen to me. Listen. Do you know that the devil will come to you and tell you, you remember 2018? The thing that you did? God is still not happy. So some of us, we keep on asking for forgiveness over a sin that has taken place five years ago. We have already asked God for mercy. Because you, you, you see, at that point, it is not conviction, it is condemnation. The devil is telling you, God cannot forgive you. You are too dirty. The thing that you did, if you think that just going to open your mouth and say, Father, have mercy on me, can cleanse you, it is not true. The devil is the one talking like that to you. You know, one day I realized something. You see, you can go to God if God is ever confused, which he doesn't. If you go to God and say that, God, in 2018, you remember I stole something that I was not supposed to steal. Please, I'm coming again. I want you to forgive me. Do you know that God will ask, what are you talking about? That is why it's amazing that in all of these systems available, if you still don't make it, then it is intentional. That is why he said judgment. That, that is why you see, when you, your eyes are open to these things, your, 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 your judgment is stricter. So he said the judgment shall start from the house of God. Because there are certain things that you understand. And because of those understanding, you cannot fail. Please sit down. You cannot fail. Nadia, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? You see, that is what can make a lady who was a prostitute. She was a prostitute in the world. Prostitute. She, and, and then she came to God. She said, God, I didn't know. I have sinned. Forgive me. Then, in a 10 years time, God looks back and does not see any trace of prostitution. Because when God washes you, he forgets it. It is only a man that can remember. Your mate in school that will see you and say, hey, you too, you have come here. They will <laughs> ask for God. When he cleanses you, he forgets it. So in 15 years time, when somebody meets you and says, hey, Charlie, where is prostitution? God does not know what the person is talking about. It is called the mercies of God. And then he said, that, listen, let me tell you this. I don't want to be only the one that shows mercy. But blessed are those who learn to be like me. So blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. So he said that I want you now to begin to behave like me. And see the way I see. Somebody shout amen. Receive the mercy of God in Jesus name. I said receive the mercy of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shout Amen. Oh, I said shout Amen. Number seven. Oh, what number is that? Mine here is G. G. So A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Alright. The next thing that I want us to note is that mercy can camouflage the goodness of God. <laughs> I 
Listen. When we are shown mercy, one of the things that we do in response is we become happy. I mean, I mean, Charlie, you've done something wrong. You are supposed to be punished. The person said, it's okay. It's not a problem. Won't you be happy? You'll be happy. But there's another dimension of the mercy of God that makes us sad. Even though eventually it leads to blessing. For example, I was reading um, Rick Joyner's book on um, I've forgotten. I mean, so one of the things that he wrote is that he went to heaven and he saw a general, one of the greatest people God has used, who died early. He died early, right? But he was in heaven. Now listen to me. I'm using this to explain that the mercy of God can camouflage the goodness of God. Because sometimes when God is showing you your mercy, you don't understand it. You think that it's a punishment. But in the wisdom of God, it is his goodness. Say amen. So, so, <laughs> he was in heaven. So when Regina met him in heaven, Regina said, ah, a good general like this, why did you die early? He said, I thought the same way, but now I understand. And I thank God he killed me early. You, are you hearing what I'm saying? The general is saying that I thank God. And so at that point, the person said that, listen, when I was on earth, the, the rate at which I was moving, with fame, with money, with blessing, in, in the, what was going to happen was that I was going to backslide and die in sin. But God allowed that I die so that it will cut my life short. In cutting my life short, I will make it to heaven. So, you will see death. Is that Why did this guy die early? He was a good man. It is the mercy of God. God can see something you cannot see. Say amen. You remember that you, I mean, some of you guys or some of you now, even before you married or some of us before we married, there were some ladies that you wanted to marry by force. Do you understand? And then God caused something and there was a breakage. That separation, you cried but it was the mercy of God. It was God telling you, this lady will kill you in future. She will kill you. Because God can see something you cannot see. So sometimes, the mercy of God camouflages the goodness of God. And you cannot understand it, but it is the wisdom of God. Somebody shout amen. I said shout amen. And so, why is it that I applied for this school? In my life, this is the secondary school I wanted to attend. I did everything. They have to pass me. I did everything. I didn't get this thing. I am sad. God sits in heaven. And you are complaining. God, why me? Why have you done this to me? And God said, listen. It is my mercy. Because something was waiting for you in that school that would turn you into a drug addict for the rest of your life. God saw it. He took you out and put you in a school that will not have that negative impact on you. So there are certain things that God does, intervenes in our life. It is God showing us his mercy. Because without it, you, your end will be terrible. Somebody shout amen. Oh, I said shout amen. So, so the mercy of God 
cannot be understood because God is infinite. You cannot understand God. Isaiah 55 verse 8 and 9. You cannot understand God. Because God, the way God thinks is not the way we think. The way God sees is not the way we see. For your thoughts are not my thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. So when God is doing certain things, you cannot understand. That is why he is God. And that's why he said you must trust me. Somebody shout amen. Oh, I said shout amen. Is there something that something bad that happened in your life? You almost cursed God. And your God said, I know something you don't know. So trust me. It is the goodness of God. It is the mercies of the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. Oh, I said shout amen. amen. I said shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Yeah. I told you of a job that I almost got. Because... I knew the CEO. I knew it. And then you could have just told them, pick him. This mine, whatever. Pick him. I was very hurt. They didn't take me. But after seven years, I understood what God took me away from. So before the seven years, I was crying. But after seven years, That person that was supposed to give me their job, together with other people around him, now they are still in the graves of Ghana. The law is after them. They are supposed to pay 200,000, 200 million dollars. I know that if I had been taken, because I am close to him, I would meet, I'll do some of the deals with him. But now, I'll be somewhere and I'll not be preaching to you if I have gotten that breakthrough. At that time, it was a breakthrough. But God knew that it was a breakdown. It would destroy my future. There are things that happens in your human mind. God has disappointed you. Only wait. You see, there are some of the things you will never understand until you get to heaven. Then God will tell you, you remember that thing that happened 25 years ago and you were in your room crying. Let me show you what would have happened. Then God will open a screen for you. Then you begin to see, hey, 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 hey God so you delivered me from this God said yes but you didn't understand you were crying for 14 days without food look at you if you knew you would have been dancing that God you have delivered me there are things that God does our human mind will not understand but it is an act of the mercy of the Lord somebody shout amen may you experience the mercy of God in the name of Jesus can I pray this prayer for you because I need to pray it with your permission whenever you are entering into something that will destroy you that will bring an end to your life to cut your future short that will bring trouble and trauma to your life may the mercies of the Lord intervene in the name of Jesus may the mercies of the Lord intervene in the name of Jesus may the mercy of the Lord intervene in the name of Jesus Christ somebody shout amen Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout amen. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. So why wasn't I able to travel? When I had all the documents. Everything I needed. I got, I had it. God. Why me? Why me? Your God says. 
you were trying to go ahead my mercy stopped you because you would have backslided the rest of your life because it was at that programming that the devil had also planted somebody your strength was not up to them that person the devil has planted so I stopped you you are crying but your life has been still delivered it is better to go to heaven with one hand than to go to hell with both hands it is the mercy of the Lord somebody shout amen I said shout amen now I pray for you continue to enjoy the mercy of God continue to enjoy the mercy of God continue to enjoy the mercy of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ finally the mercy of God leads us closer to God when we understand the mercy of God we are closing with this it leads us closer to God the mercy of God leads us to God first John chapter 4 verse 19 the mercy of God leads us closer to God once we are shown the mercy of God we know we now understand that he loves us and because he loves us there is a ground for us to love him too we love him because he first loved us and mercy is an act of his love so whenever we, we see the mercy of God we begin to understand the love of God that begins to turn our hearts towards God these are the things that we need to understand about mercy so that we can go on to know the work of mercy in our lives tomorrow look at the work of mercy in our lives and the function and the role of mercy in our lives may the Lord continue to be merciful unto us I said may the Lord continue to be merciful unto us in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ lift up your hands everybody just thank God you are thanking God for his grace you are thanking God for his mercy